0: Episode 244, Enthusiasm for Technology. This is the Ericast for the week of July 13, 2014. From Aerocast.com. Welcome to the Aerocast. Well, thank you for listening to the Aircast. I'm your host, Eric Larson, 206-339-3742, the listener feedback line, same number that we've had since starting the podcast in 2005. I did realize, uh, it's not that many months and we will be at the 10th anniversary of the podcast, which is odd when I see years that, that are, you know, in the early 2000s and I think, oh, that wasn't that long ago. And then I realize, oh, that's like a decade ago and that's, that's, that's a while. Man, um, and technology marches on. It's this, it's not really today's topic. I mean, the word technology is in there, but, um, and I have a lot of competing thoughts all at once. I should probably segment these into to separate podcasts because I have to get to the business at hand for this one. Um, I'm going to try to get away from the majestic we because in reading Jeff Walker's product launch book, Apparently that that makes um that makes you feel like you have less of a connection to me. So I'm not gonna say um we're calling We, the Majestic We, We here at the Ericast Empire. No, I am Eric Larson, and I have been doing the podcast because the Ericast is what I call a personal podcast, meaning that uh you either know me and you wanna know more about me and what's going on in my life. In this case it's gonna be a presentation that I gave last week, uh, at, at my university. You'll hear more about that momentarily. Or you're interested in a particular topic. Either you found this by some sort of search or you are a, a participant in the Minute group or we're at the Minute Symposium and you want to know, you know, more about the presentation I gave. You, you want the recording of it and here you are. So, um, this is not a, a topical, you know, the instructional technology podcast. No, um, it's, it's, it's all about me and <laughs> the things that are on my mind. So um, what this week's topic is, is um, the audio from a talk that I gave. And I'm just going to get straight into it. And it sort of explains what the topic is. Hope, hopefully it'll, it'll work for you. Um, the group uh, is called the is called Minnesota Instructional Technologists. Um, MINIT see the, the um, acronym or acrostic. You got to never quite, I think it's, I think this is an acronym. I'll look that up. Remind me to get back to that a future episode. Um, how would you do that? You would call 206-339-3742 and leave a message, uh, and say, Hey, get back to the acronym versus acrostic thing. What a fascinating episode title. Anyway, uh, and what you're going to hear, I'm just going to give you a couple, uh, basic things. It was a day long session. We had like 40 people or so. um, kind of in the same world of what I do professionally so if you if you have any clue of what I do just imagine a room full of people sort of in that same uh, group and that's it uh, earlier a colleague of mine had done a presentation on lecture capture though we all kind of wince at that term because it's it's it's, it's capture sounds a little bit too violent and lecture is a, is a pretty dry thing. It's not all about capturing lectures. So other than that, it's a great title, but that kind of is the industry term. So lecture capture. And he mentioned a thing called a swivel. This comes up uh, in, in my talk. So I just want to describe, uh, you can Google it. Um, it's it's the common, uh, let's drop the vowels so we can get the domain name and get the trademark. So it's like an S-W-I-V-L, I think it's spelled. It's a... a the little, little device uh you can put on the top of a tripod or whatever. It's it's a pan tilt head um, that has a tracker to it, so it automatically uh will follow the subject, whoever's speaking, uh and that tracker has a built-in microphone. So you get really good audio as well, which is very nice. So I mentioned the swivel. So we did talk about some raw technologies and things, um, but I followed um a presentation by Molly Noble about uh, faculty and in instructional design she works at uh, um, a competing institution here in the Twin Cities metropolitan area um, though I've said before I, I will I will say again just to to launch into this particular topic, which was um, entitled uh, Developing Faculty Enthusiasm for Technology. Um, that i don 't think other industries do this i i can 't imagine Target going over to Walmart and sitting around in their boardroom talking about how they can do better end caps i i The higher ed world doesn 't compete in the same way that that um, I assume the corporate business world does um, so those of you uh that uh, are part of that corporate business world um let me know if that's true or not I mean don't give away any trade secrets when you call it but um but do do, do let me know if i'm if I'm right about the intuition that it's a little bit unusual for all of these you know quote unquote competing institutions to get together and and shoot the breeze huh, we'll see um I've already talked long enough that uh I will warn you, this podcast is going to go a little bit over my 20-minute mark. I think it's probably going to come in at uh, 25 minutes or so, maybe. It should be shy of 30. Uh, other than um, realizing I say um way too much, now that I've, I've tipped you off to that, you, if you get bored, it's like looking at license plates on a long trip, you can count the ums. That's yeah, a habit I've got to get out of. But other than that, I think this is a pretty fun presentation, so I'd, uh, I'd love to know what you think. And uh, I'll come back at the end and and uh, and nudge you to call in with some um, questions, comments, et cetera. But in the meantime, this is what it sounded like when I kicked off my presentation last week. Yeah, this presentation came about because we were sitting in a in a planning meeting for this very conference, and I said, you know, I would like to do something on the the topic of faculty enthusiasm for technology. And I just kind of left that there. And um, then, what showed up on the agenda was me giving a presentation entitled "Developing Faculty Enthusiasm for Technology," which I well, I, I actually I think I think it's it's almost perfect because here's here's my thought I'm. I'm going to the technology part. I mean, this is you know Minnesota Instructional Technology. So we could talk about faculty enthusiasm for course design or course development. Molly is is both a tough act to follow and a really great one because this is a good combination of okay, how how do we now get into some of the emotions of dealing with this? So we'll talk about you know enthusiasm for technology. I'm doubling down on enthusiasm because I don't want tolerance. I don't I don't I don't want suppressed disdain. But I'm hoping I'm hoping for actual enthusiasm. I I want. I think we're all at least fairly enthusiastic, maybe not as hyped up as I am about some of these things, but we're all, we're fairly enthusiastic about technology. We'd like to see the same from our faculty. It isn't a, a faculty thing. We're well, not talking about students or whatever, but how you develop that, and it totally depends on how your institution is structured, because I would pick a word maybe like cultivating. Let's see if we can help grow that or whatever. If you're sort of like a theologically focused institution, um, you, you may, you know, depending on your, your, the state in your career, you may decide, well, okay, how do I actually, you know, can I get through the day with, you know, at least it wasn't full on disdain today. I mean, this, this happens, you know, sometimes. On the other hand, though, you know, the flip side, um, you might be in a place or or at a place where it is more of a restraining or a reining in. You've got those overly eager faculty who are thinking, you know, A chicken in every pot, two swivels on every desk, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, Maybe a a controlling, you know, a managing might be a fairly good neutral word. I'm just going to stick with the topic of faculty enthusiasm for technology. And we'll see where where you fall. We've got plenty of people here today to have a, a good, lively conversation about it. So what are we going to do in the next uh, hour or so? Um, it will be about a conversation. So we are going to continue to talk. You've been doing great so far. So don't don't fail me now. Um, there may be some practical tips. Um, a lot of those came out in you know, Molly's session. We did this training on such and such, or we gave a free whatever mouse pad, coffee mug, swivel. I don't know. Um, I'm also interested in sort of the philosophical stances of what where's that partnership line with your the IT shop versus academic affairs and the reporting and how's that you know, we partnered with faculty development that kind of thing You know, we wanted to get to think about such and such so um, if we can talk about those kinds of things I'll be happy two questions as to kind of frame how you would want to look at this okay? one is just see how do we promote technology developing faculty enthusiasm for technology how do we promote it how do we get more people using this and that's fine that is an easy question You know, the tiny little print there Dr. So-and-so, did you know that technology can help you do that? No, I had no idea. Tell me more. Sometimes we have engagements like that. Wonderful when they happen. But more often than not, and if you spend more than 15 minutes talking to me in almost any conversation, this really heavily loaded and packed statement will come out. Here is our question, which is a much harder question. So... From the top, how do we promote someone's intrinsic motivation? Because we can't motivate people. Shorthand of saying, I want to motivate whatever, but you can't do that. You need to develop an intrinsic motivation in someone. So how, how do we, how do we promote someone's intrinsic motivation to more deeply engage? Because they probably already know about it, but we want to actually, this is an iterative, repetitive, get more deeply engaged in either a community or an activity. So either, in our cases, working with their faculty mentor or whatever, uh, or a particular, you know, please do use the grade center, you know, whatever. That they already profess to value. And that's that's the magic there. And this is actually a fascinating question for life, and it happens all the time. If you're walking down Nicollet Mall and someone with a clipboard stops you and says, did you know that dolphins are being caught in tuna nets? And that's really bad for the dolphins, and we like dolphins, save the dolphins. That might move you from a, I never gave dolphins any thought, to... Oh, my goodness, that, that sounds like a bad thing. We should, we should be kind to dolphins. Okay? Well, that's like the first inch of the thousand-mile journey of, well, now what do you do? And some people actually, you know, join PETA and start picketing and change their food habits or whatever, and the vast majority of people never really give it a second thought. But the problem is, is you can't just keep saying, don't you know about the dolphins? Because the answer is, yeah, I do. And I profess to value dolphins, um, but I just, my actions are not aligning with what I claim to care about. Hmm, so how are we going to deal with that? Um, fat, by the way, did I mention that I have very few answers? I have lots of questions. I have a bunch of opinions, most of which I agree with, even though they're all mine and my words here. I think I still agree with most of the slides. Not so sure. Well, that's why we'll talk about it. Um but indulge me in the fact that we can talk about the faculty. That kind of that does bother me because there is no such thing as the faculty or administration or the computer guys. It's like we're all individuals, as are all the faculty. But yes, we can actually kind of kind of think in terms of categories. You know, we can just for convenience and shorthand. I think it's okay to talk about what do faculty want, even though the reality is there's a range. But there are some commonalities, so I think, I think we can cope with that. Okay? So, your hands-on task for today. I miss the back row people. You have an index card. Okay? On your index card, this is only for you. I am, but this is your prompt and I want you to actively engage. Because it's been after lunch, you know, this is so you gotta write something down. No one will look at it but yourself. Two things. On one side, write what you do. In, in your professional context. I fill in the blank. Okay? And on the other side, write what your faculty do with the helpful prompt of my faculty blank. Okay? Alright. So keep us on schedule. I'm going to keep moving. So in addition to uh, Peter's lovely introduction, who am I? Just as a person in background, uh, my name is Eric Larson. I am an academic technology consultant. I've been here almost 18 years. Uhm, Living and Egan married with two daughters. There they are. That was, uh, two of them yesterday at Minnehaha Falls. So that's some demographic data about me. But, I do have a personal issue. I love my wife. That's not my issue. My issue is that when she's like at the pool describing to another mom, you know, what, what am I, what do I do? She says, well, you know, my husband, he's a computer guy at the University of St. Thomas. That, that does, I, I hear that and I wince a little bit. And we all know why, but if I'm not that, what am I? And more interestingly, for our conversation is what are our faculty? How would, how would their spouses answer that question when, when asked innocuously at the swimming pool? Yes, this is the identity question. And that's going to be a big theme. Because if we're talking about developing enthusiasm for technology, we have to figure out how that technology fits into, and not how we see it could fit into a faculty member's life, but how it fits into their worldview, their persona. Pick your, pick your words. Um, so, here's a question. What do you guys do? Volunteer freely. I won't call on anyone. But if you need a prompt, you've written it on your index card, on one side or the other, How do you describe what you do? Fix problems. problems. Excellent. What else? Provide tools. Okay, provide tools. Love it. Train and support. Train and support. Good. Any other ones? Yeah. So, okay, we had three at once. So we'll go left, my left to, to my right. So I heard one over here. Mentor and guide faculty, excellent. Back row. Well said. Alright, right hand side somewhere? Cheerleader. Okay. In case anyone needs to know, apparently there's a group that has two minutes to go in the bathroom out there. Thank you. That that the balance between ventilation and, and knowing what the bathroom schedule is for the kids. Um, okay, I think I okay, what else? Yeah pedagogical goals and collaborating and translating them into technological solutions. Okay, so interpreting pedalo- pedagogical goals, translating them into techno- technological solutions those are hard to pronounce words, Brad when you're standing up in front of Wow. need to use short words for me. Okay, I think those are all great. Um, they work really well. Here's my set um, that, that I've developed over the years. and if I had to pick just two of them, I you know I support learning. As a distinction, if you know my personality, I don't support learners. I support learning. I'm more of a things than the people person. People are fine, okay, but there there are some subtle differences in this as you start pondering this. So you may decide to treasure your index card and really introspect on it. It is kind of interesting. Um, the explore solution side, which is kind of the geek side of me, but that's why John and I, you know, a swivel. That's that's cool. It's a solution in search for a problem, and eventually the problem comes. Um, explaining reality is something that. Let's see. You just can't. That will not work because it can't be done because that doesn't exist. Um, battling entropy, we would we at least on the support side. Maybe we could still do creative things. But boy, if things didn't break and there weren't bad people writing viruses and things, our desktop support would be a whole lot easier. Um, and that last one, which I've I've been thinking about lately, I empower faculty. And there's a ton packed into that. That's more like a conversation over beers because there's. If you view if you view your world as empowering faculty versus serving faculty, and yeah, it's a false dichotomy, but that kind of frames how you do things. Or when a problem comes up, do you do what you can to empower them to solve the problem themselves, or do you fix it for them? Both are appropriate in different circumstances. Uh, but that's that's what I tend to bank on just a little bit more. So um, yeah, I think that's very similar to all the stuff that you guys shared. So I think we're sort of all, all on the same page. Uh, here's a question: What do our faculty do? That would be the other side of your card. I'll give you two gimmies, teaching and research. So you probably have or think of those in some form. What else? Yeah. Okay. Using, they, they, now, oh, tangent. Do they or do you hope that they do? Cause it's, this is an institutional question. I mean, are you, are you, are you privileged to work in a place where they actually do? Or do some of them do? Or do, is that, what's, kinda, of, what's your culture? They, they do. They, good. Assess. Assess. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Others? Advise. Okay. Advise. Yep. Now this is a little harder for a couple reasons. One is most of us aren't active faculty, so we have to kind of switch heads a little bit. But we work with a lot of faculty, so we should be able to answer what they actually do. I took the two big ones away from you and say, well, what else is there? But it really does get to this whole pick your terminology or your buzzword of, of the year, you know, is it an identity thing, a personal brand? A lot of the rhetoric on personal branding is actually really interesting when you think about what are faculty's personal brands and what do we do to, to sort of advance or further those. Is that our job? Is that our role? Um, but I was really thinking, okay, what how do our faculty measure success or see an accomplishment or see that they are progressing towards something and what can we do to assist them in that because i think that's at the heart of developing enthusiasm for technology if you can't show how that all connects then what's the point now there are some contrasts out there anyone recognize this guy <laughs> so on vacation we um, we spotted a lot of a lot of episodes of Dirty Jobs on on cable at the uh, at the little resort. And if you've ever seen my grow in Dirty Jobs, the whole point of that show is there is an accomplishment, there is something that gets done. It was it was messy, but you start with something that needs to get done, and then at the end it gets done, and people find a lot of joy and 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 fulfillment in that. Is there a faculty equivalent? It's a little different, maybe not too different. How do we measure accomplishment? That's both in the how do our faculty measure accomplishment, and then subtopic for us here is how how do we in our jobs measure accomplishment? Um, How do we know that we've had a successful day? Um, What kind of question is it? Tenure promotion is something properly compensated um, that comes up Is it just a we need better metrics we need different metrics um, Is it our metrics or is it the administration's metrics that are, are dealing with some sort of promotion and reward? Um, but there is a there is a difference between the micro caliber today I got that wall insulated today I got that septic, the septic tank pumped out today I, I cleaned that pig trough. And what our faculty are dealing with, which is well, today I wisely and skillfully use technology to support the academy. That's a lot cleaner. It's less smelly most of the time. But is it as fulfilling? Can we find a way to make it fulfilling? We're having line of sight to, not a line of sight to mission, but a line of sight to personal fulfillment. Wow. Now, here's a question for you. Anyone recognize the acronym? The What's-In-It-For-Me question. And I would I frame it as a burnout warning that if you think oh gosh all the faculty are ever wondering is how will this affect my tenure review will I get a stipend for it what, you know, what's in it for me well that's a good question to ask we should be asking that if you if you can't articulate value to something you, there's a there's a problem and if there is value to it there might be several layers and you might have to explain um, ADA compliance. Why should I mess with five or whatever the numbers are? I'm glad there are other people than me that have to keep track of them and making sure that X, Y, and Z is taken care of. Well, there are lots of good reasons. I mean, it's the right thing to do. You're going to get sued if there's a student who doesn't need it. And frankly, captioned video is a whole lot more useful and interesting. If you've got like a noisy background or something, you just turn the sound off and read the caption. There are all sorts of values to doing that task. But if you can't articulate it and it really just is, I don't know, because, well, who, they shouldn't do that. So if there are some things in the technology world that um, that people are not enthusiastic about, because we can't articulate any value to doing it, then we either need to figure out why they're doing it, or maybe it's something that shouldn't be done. Fortunately, if it's a mandate from the government, well, find a way to articulate some value to it, because otherwise there will not be any enthusiasm. Um, quoting myself, the famous minute presenter of July 10th, um, but as I was talking about this, it's like, yeah, if, there are lots of things in my world that don't particularly have a lot of value to them, they're just kind of cool. But I drop them into like the hobby category or something. What's the value of me getting a really cool fiber optic lamp for my den from Goodwill? It was only like five bucks so I can like relive the seventies where it twirls and the lights. Does that make I just think it's cool. But that just drops into a well it's kind of an artistic, kind of neat hobby thing. Um if you can't articulate some advantage or benefit to it, yeah, then it's not. No wonder people aren't enthusiastic about it. There's no reason to be. Does it work so far? Um, I found this quotation. Um, the quotation citation, by the way, is facultyfocus.com, where they have a newsletter called Teaching Professor. But for those who can't read all the way in the back, someone saw it to me out recently. This is a faculty member speaking. Um, faculty support, quoting faculty member, um, said she tried something I'd recommend and it didn't work. You need to stop recommending that to people. This is the disdain of technology thing. She told me, how many times did you try Once, and the students hated it. And that's the lead to this entire article, which is a very good one, on, yeah, that's our reality in the supporting faculties are trying to engage their students. Um... We we wince at that and say, well, you need to try it more than that. But why? And if we can't articulate the value to the faculty member to say, here's why you should keep trying, because it takes time and it's embarrassing to have your students not like something, etc. Uh, I I sympathize with both sides on that. And I want to see how we can get better at moving past it. Um, so putting a nice bow on everything. Faculty enthusiasm for technology can't and shouldn't come from or for or within the technology itself. I will will boldly assert that. The swivel is cool. In 50 years, it will have a place in someone's den, just like my rotating lamp, will have a rotating swivel as a cool thing. Look, it follows you. But that's not why you have a swivel. You have a swivel so... You can record engaging video and have clear audio and distribute to your students so they can learn, etc. It's not about the technology. Um, I would also argue technology is a tool that can help us and our faculty to grow into whatever you want to call it, their role, their brand, their identity, who they are as a faculty member at your institution. Technology can can help them to advance that in whatever direction they want to take it. And if it can't, and saying, you saying, no, know, which, feel free to say, when we open up the discussion on the next slide this is discussion, um, feel free to disagree, but if we can't do that, then what do we do instead? Because if it can't advance what they see themselves as doing, then why do it? And that gets us to our rollicking discussion time with, as I say, a lot of questions and not too many answers. And that is the bulk of the presentation with only minor edits here for your sanity. Um, and then the balance of the the hour that we had, it was about 20 minutes or so, was a really good discussion time, which I don't, I didn't have the room mic, I don't have permission from our participants to share that. So you kind of had to be there, <laughs> but I might, uh, I might pull out particular ideas, uh, from that conversation to, to, um, as fodder for future era casts, because it was a really, it was great. Uh, if you're one of the people that were there and are listening to this to catch up, I, my personal thanks to you for participating, which everybody did. Uh, you might be thinking, no, oh, I just folded my arms and sat sullenly in, in the corner. I, I didn't notice you if, if that was you, because my recollection is everybody participated really well and made it, made it a, uh, a really fun time for me. So uh the slide deck, in hindsight, maybe I should have mentioned this earlier. <laughs> Through the magic of editing, I could, but I, I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, the slide deck is actually out on, I think I put it on SlideShare. So I'm going to embed that into the show notes. So remember Com, place where you found this podcast uh, for show 244. You can actually go through the slides. The the audio alone is pretty, it's pretty clear. There might be a couple things if you want to, if you want to get some of those quotes and things. Uh, that's, the information is there so you'll see what I was um, speaking along to. Uh, it's an example of the kind of thing that I, speaking of lecture capture, that I think there's a lot of, of value to is you don't need to get a really fancy synchronized video slideshow thing. If you record audio and you have the slide deck available, I think most people can kind of follow along and let their brains weave the two things together. So that's what I've done here. And and um, not only is, oh, I hope it's okay and adequate, but frankly, I think it's a pretty good way to learn. If you want to know what the material is, that's um, it's all there for you. So um, head back to the show notes. Do let me know what you think. Uh, whether you were there or not, or have never thought about this before, whatever, you're a smart person, so I would love to get your uh, thoughts and opinions, um, 206-339-3742, uh, it conveniently spells out two zero six three three nine eric E-R-I-C, if you just want to remember that. Or, you know, like the Facebook comment, like uh, Katrina left uh, from an episode or two ago, um Thank you. I, I appreciate those. That's, uh, it's not a phone call or bust sort of thing. I will take any feedback uh, that I can get. So, um, and, and each each comment, each call is important to me. So thank you. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see where, uh, where I go, if I can get one out for um, next week or not. Tonight's getting a little bit late, so I don't think I'm going to record one in advance. It might actually be a live one for next week. Not quite sure. But uh, thank you for listening. Let me know what you think. And until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.